Good morning, YouTube family. Welcome to Escape from Crazy Town. To our happy crappy hour, which is our live stream every week on Thursdays. I hate to say this, but I'm not always on it right at 9, so or 11 or 10, or I'm sorry, not right at the hour that you're at. But please um, give me some grace because sometimes the mornings don't go very well. So good morning. Good to see you hopping on. Hey, Obi. Hey, John. I love seeing my regulars. Man, you guys have stuck in there with me for a long time, and I so appreciate that. Hey, Obi, I went, was able to go back and read some of your comments from the last stream, and very glad to hear how the case went for you. Very glad that the judge went on in your favor. So congratulations on that. I'm glad you're, the judge ruled on in your favor. I hope you're able to get your money back. So good luck with that, and I'll keep you in my prayers. Hey, um, so today's topic, you guys, is can narcissists change? And the easy answer is no, right? But we're going to look into this a little bit because um, we want to know why they don't change. And we want to know, like, how come it seems like some narcissists do change, right? And the majority, of course, don't. So we're going to look into that. What's the difference between these narcissists and what makes them able to somewhat change anyway, right? It, like we see some differences. Um, are we just being fooled by their good behavior suddenly or are they actually changing? Or it looks looks like they're changing, right? So we're going to hop in there. Hey, Donna, good to see you from Canada. Hope you're doing well out there. So, hey, all right. We're going to get started. Here's my thinking for today and why I think about this. Because I get these comments on my Betty Broderick <laughs> videos and they are nutty. Okay, you guys, they are very, very nutty comments on there. I have two of my, um, two of my videos on Betty Broderick. One was created before I watched a docudrama about her. And one was based, the first one was based purely on an interview she had with Oprah. So uh, from that interview, I was deducting a lot of things, deducing a lot of things um, about Betty, which I think are accurate because this woman is nuts. You just, she cannot see that she had done anything wrong. And what is it, 30 years later, she was up for parole? And they denied it because she still couldn't see that she had done anything wrong. And the story is that her husband had an affair. People want to say that he tormented and tortured her. But what she had done was actually sent herself, um, what is it, threatening letters or condescending notes and wrote on her own I can't remember if it was her uh, own property. She wrote things to herself, sort of like the fake stuff that's happening now <laughs> that we're watching some people do, where they want to act like they're the victim, so they burn down their own house, and then they say it's some other group that's, that did it or, or some, somebody that had an axe to grind with them. I mean, this is an old story. This happens quite a bit more than we, I think, realize that, there are setups, okay? And narcissists will do this. They will make it look like the person that they're against, that they want to destroy, 
They want to make it look like that person is attacking them. So they'll send themselves fake messages from that person. So what Betty had done was she sent herself fake messages from, I believe it was, she made it out to be like it was her, um, either her husband or the news supply. I can't remember right now. But the comment, the point I'm, why I'm even bringing this up, like two years after I've made these videos, is that uh, people are commenting supporting the psychopath, all right, because they believe the psychopath is the victim. Um, not to say that the psychopath hasn't been victimized at some point or injured emotionally at some point. It's even gotten embellished to the point where they're saying, oh, she was physically abused by him. And there is no evidence of that. There's evidence, though, that she was physically abusive. Um, and even when she was in jail, she was physically abusive towards the guards. And they had to deal with that. This woman is crazy. And uh, she's still out there. And she's still not out of jail. But here's the deal. When narcissists have embellished their victim story so much that... And, and they're so deep into the narrative that they will look like a total fool going back now, right? Um, and they do not have the humility to say they were lying or that they were embellishing. They do not have the ability to do that. So they have to perpetuate the story, the narrative. They have to continually make up details about the story in order to, to support their version and people will fall for this people will actually believe the narcissist without any evidence right and in fact there's evidence to show the opposite so even her children showed up at the parole meeting she's had two now and she was turned down at both of them to come out of jail and her children actually showed up i think at the last parole meeting and said not to let her out, not to let her out. So even they realize that she is off her rocker. And yet she has all of these people who support her. And that's a sad thing, actually, because, you know, after we've been injured by a narcissist, we will see they have their fan club. We'll see that they have their flying monkeys who continually support them and believe every single lie they tell. It's frustrating and it's, you know, it's just demoralizing to you, right? It just brings you down. But the narcissist will keep this up. And those narcissists do not change. The psychopathic narcissists do not change. Um, I'm kind of starting to think that if they're just narcissists and they're not psychopaths, uh, it's, it's possible that they're just narcissistic, Okay. It's possible that they have had some injury in their past that, or, or maybe someone built them up so much that they just feel so arrogant that they're infallible. Um, but they will go around hurting people. They're not the kind of narcissists that actually are helpful and can, can see both sides. They're the, only, they're the kind of narcissists, the ones that don't change, that is, um, who cannot see both sides, never can see both sides, and just cannot budge from their position. Now, those people, I, you know, they may change a little bit, 
just to the point where you think, oh my gosh, the narcissist is changing. They're calming down or they're not as violent or as rude or as mean um, as they used to be or as spiteful as they used to be. And it could be that you're just not around to see when they get to that point. You're not around when they get to the point of rudeness or anger or spitefulness because at this point you probably have extricated yourself from their life, right? And you only see them momentarily or you only see them at family gatherings and they've learned enough to control themselves or they've been told by others, control the, you know yourself or else we're not going to invite you back. So they're able to do that and we are thinking, oh, have they actually changed? Not really, not really. And here's how we know. They will, they have some tells, right? Their stories will start to crack. If you spend any time at all sitting down with the narcissist uh, to hear how their life is going, to hear if any, you know, what they're up to nowadays, they'll start to rehash the history. They'll start rehashing what happened 10, 15 years ago. And they still want you to believe their version. And they just cannot let it go, right? Um, here's the thing. They'll say things, though, that will expose that they're lying. Because they'll, they'll introduce some facts that they think are insignificant. But you look at those facts and you're like, oh, that's a pretty big glaring fact here. <laughs> For instance, I had a narcissist tell me that her brother was not a violent person, right? She's like, he's not a bad person. And um, his ex-wife, she's the one who provoked him. She's the one who cheated on him. Even though I hear from all the other siblings that he was a big philanderer, right? And even the narcissist at different times when you catch the narcissist in this story will give you different information. So she's also said that um, he believed that he was too handsome to have just one woman. So I'm like, okay, if you know he believed that, then don't you think that probably during his marriage he had more than one woman? Um, this is when she was blaming the, the mother, right, their mother, so who built him up to the point where he became this horrible narcissist. Now, was it fully that he became a narcissist or was he born a narcissist? I'm not sure, but he has not changed at all. Now, the, both of them are narcissists, so they come from the same family. They're both the older children. One's the oldest uh, sister and the other one's the oldest brother, and the two of them together are like firecrackers in a barrel when you put them together. But for some reason, she defends him, right? I don't think he's ever defended her, but I don't know. I'm not in his life. I don't know what's going on with him other than what I hear from other family members, right? So one of the things that she had said um, that showed that there was a crack here is that he didn't really beat his wife, right? She kept insisting he, did, he didn't beat her. Then it became, well, okay, he only beat her once, just once. And then it was, um, but uh, he, she didn't have to go to the hospital. She didn't have to go to the hospital. He only beat her once, and she didn't really have to go to the hospital. 
I'm like, were you there? Did you see the injuries? No, no, she didn't. How do you know this? Well, he told her, of course. He told her the story. So as we know, narcissists do not tell a story that that goes against their narrative. It's not going to go against, make them look bad. So there was another time, though, that I heard from his own children saying that the, he regularly beat their mother. So I mentioned this to narcissist, the sister narcissist, and she said, well, first of all, when I told her, no, he beat his wife multiple times. And she says, how do you know this? Well, because his own children have told me this, you know, where his own son had to jump on him to stop him from beating his mother. So at this point, she is still in disbelief. She won't, she won't believe that. She wants to believe her narcissistic brother instead. This is what narcissists do. Once they decide that somebody is a victim, they are not going to let it up. They're not going to acknowledge any evidence that shows that the person they're supporting is not the victim. And here's the crazy thing, too. There are times that he victimized sister, the sister, the oldest sister, and he treated her really badly, um, was very abusive verbally with her. I don't know that he ever, oh, no, he didn't get physically abusive with her because he knows she's her his cash cow, so he didn't do that. But he tried to get physically abusive with her own son. So her son tells her this. Her son, show, tell, you know, and she won't believe it, of course, because she wants to support her narcissistic brother, who is sometimes an emotional support to her. Because the two of them get together and they bash everybody else in the family. Because they believe everybody else in the family is terrible, and they're the two who are wonderful. Um, they have some kind of a bizarre relationship, of course. So here you guys go. Do narcissists change? Can they change? And I want to say that if they're a true narcissist, they cannot change. I have yet to see, and maybe that's what determines if they're a true narcissist. They just don't change. And it doesn't matter how many decades you're with them. Um, they may slow down a little bit, right? And it, you might think, well, they're changing because they're not as mean or violent as they used to be. But it's not because they're changing, um, making making these changes consciously. It's because they're slowing down. They actually are physically getting weaker. So they cannot sustain these arguments until two or three in the morning. They cannot thrash about and, and hit as hard as they used to. So they know they're vulnerable if they get into a fight. <laughs> so they don't. Uh, you guys, it's not that they actually change, but their behavior is changed because they're getting older. Now, does that mean it's a good idea to get involved with a narcissist who's older? I would say no, because um, <laughs> because it doesn't matter if they're not physically abusive towards you, they will still be emotionally and verbally abusive towards you. And it's going to destroy, it's going to destroy you and your life and bring you down into a dark, dark place, right? Obi says, near-death experience can change a person's outlooks real quick. They're looking for new ways, yeah, <laughs> yeah, to hurt you, right? To take advantage of you. I'm re, um, oh, hold on, you guys. 
phrasing that. Oh, I had to change a specific setting here. So, um, yeah, this is the thing with narcissists. The ones that do change, there are some people who have been narcissistic who do change. And you're like, well, how is this possible? Because narcissists don't change. Well, there is a culture of narcissism out there that is growing tremendously. It seems like the more connected we are, the more, um, the more entertainment or technology there is, the more social media there is, the more narcissistic people are becoming, right? We've also moved from or evolved from how we've raised children. They're no longer just um, there to be seen and not heard, right? That used to be a mantra about children or a description of children. They're supposed to be there but not seen. I'm sorry, seen but not heard. And so children were tremendously ignored or neglected. And people have children to work the farms or do chores or for whatever reason because of an accident, I guess, right? And they don't expect these kids to get in the way of their life. Now, I don't think that that's always been the case in every family. And in fact, I think it's very rare that that happens. But it seems like um, we've moved from that kind of mantra about children to your child needs to be nurtured, always cannot be um, told that they did anything wrong. You cannot use negative discipline, such as um, a spanking or or telling them that they were wrong. You have to tell them that they're still right, but they they could do it better or they could do it differently. When they smack their sibling over the head with a toy, right? You're you're not going to take that grab that toy out of their hand because some people feel like, oh, that's kind of aggressive. So you allow them to keep smacking their sibling and you're talking them down. You're like, oh, don't, you know, don't do that. Your, your sibling's crying. Can't you see your sibling's crying? Um, it's the new way of raising children to the point where parents are thinking, they're doing something different than the way they were raised, right? Everybody wants to believe that they would change things when they have their own children. And sometimes they think that the only way to do that is to do a full 180 from the way they were they were uh, raised. So if they were raised with very strict parents, they become very permissive parents. And doing that, not just permissive, but to the point where they... They buy into all this new age pop psychology that has told us over, and it's not new anymore. It's been about, gosh, now at this point, I want to say probably at least 20 years that the psychology, child psychology books that come out have been about how not to injure your child's ego and their independence or their um, personal, their little personalities, right? And I agree, we don't want to injure that, but we do have to guide it. It's gotten to the point where they took out all the safeguards um, that children need and allows them to just become crazy, self-centered, uh, unaware of their own 
monstrosity, right? They, they don't even understand that people shirk from them. They don't understand why. Like there was a kid in uh, my neighborhood who, um, he was really, I mean, he, you know, he was young. He was only six years old at the time when I met him. Maybe he was seven, something like that. And um, no kid wanted to play with him. No kid wanted to play with him because he was bossy. He was self-centered. He couldn't see other children's uh, desires to play other things. He always had to be the boss. He always had to be the one making the rules. And then he changed the rules so that he would win, right? Which frustrated the other kids. So they didn't want to play with him. Well, mommy dearest <laughs> would not acknowledge or explain to him that this was going on, right? She wouldn't let him know that he's misbehaving, that the way he's treating the other kids was not good because, well, that might injure his ego, right? And here's the deal. Then the kid grows up thinking, why is everybody such a jerk to them? Why is everybody, you know... Uh, leaving them why why are they being abandoned all the time and here's the deal that if that person doesn't ever grow up learning how to self-reflect had a question like maybe they're responding this way because i'm acting this way like if they're fine with this then that's fine but if they're not fine with it and if it hurts their feelings and they want to have a community of people they need to start introspecting. I mean, I do this too, right? I do introspect. I do look at, even today, I don't, I, you never should stop introspecting. You never should stop seeing if maybe um, you can improve, right? If there are things that you're enjoying that you want to continue enjoying, if there are things that are happening in your life, but it seems like they continually happen, they, it's like, uh, what do you call it? Um, you're in some kind of a cycle and it's, repeating itself, um, you might want to see like maybe there's something that you need to change, right? Well, narcissists don't do this. They will look at others as the problem and they become more and more, I want to say, psychopathic, right? They just cannot understand that they are ever at fault. Well, here's the deal. Some people are just becoming narcissistic because they're, they're surrounded by this environment and grew up in an environment where they could do no wrong. Now, this little boy, I think, I don't know who, where he is now. He's a grown man at this point. Um, I would hope that he's grown up and realized that he cannot behave this way, right? Somebody might have entered his life to tell him, whoa, you cannot treat people this way or you cheat at games all the time. What the heck's going on? You know, someone's going to challenge him and hopefully he'll be able to see it. Hold on a second, guys. <coughs> hmm. <coughs> well, I actually have a story for you. From um, a, is it a a TV or a a show? A dating show? It's not quite a dating show. It's Married at First Sight. So there, were, the recent season, there was this woman who would flip out. And I talked about her in the last couple of uh, episodes of uh, Happy Crappy Hour, 
but she would just flip out crazy, right? And the way she would argue, argue would be in circles, and there was no way the guy was ever going to be able to, to get the truth through to her. And she would build up the story to the point where she would go into a frenzy and couldn't get herself out. Now, I'm not sure if she saw this on video, because it was on video. They did record these incidents. Um, maybe the producers showed her some of the times she was behaving this way. Well, she did concede after so many times that he challenged her on this behavior. He pointed out this behavior. And she got to the point where she said, you know, um, he's right. He's the only one who's ever pointed this out about me. And I don't like it. And I don't want to continue being this way. So she knew, knew that she had to change, right? She's, she knew now at this point that she needed to change her life. Otherwise, her relationships were continue, going to continue to be this way. Now, I don't know if she actually changed because near the end of the show, um, I mean, there were other problems too with him. We don't know what the whole deal was. His way of seeing things were very bizarre. So, of course, that made her crazy as well. And, you know, the two of them, they really needed marriage uh, counseling and guidance throughout every step. And not just marriage. They needed individual personal guidance and counseling to make it work. But in the end, I'm, you know, I'm hoping that she realized she had some work to do. Like maybe she'll change, right, is what I'm saying. Um, this is not a discussion on him, but for her and her situation and her character, she might not be a narcissist, right? She may just be narcissistic. She may have developed this way of behavior because of an incident that happened in her past. And she talks about that as well, losing her dad. But she's also the baby of the family. And it's possible that her older sisters and her mom um, coddled her and, and made her into this person who feels like she's never wrong, right? And when she throws these tantrums, she gets her way. It's possible. So what I'm saying is that when you think that a narcissist is changing, it may just be that they were narcissistic. Maybe that with counseling, they're able to change. Maybe that when someone steps up in their life and points out that they cannot be this way because no one else has ever had the guts, right, to say something to them. And finally, someone does. It may be able to shed a little bit of light into that dark world of them, of theirs, and they would start to make some changes in their life or at least start seeking a way to change that part of their life or their part of their character. So what I'm saying is that when a narcissist seems to be changing and becoming aware and even humbling themselves, what you want to see is, is this something that's lasting? Is this something that they actually are pursuing to change? Because there are narcissists that start to see a little glimpse and they people are challenging them. They're not liking what's happening in their life. They can even acknowledge that, oh, yeah, maybe I need to change that. But then they don't, right? But then they just go back into their routine, go back into the way they've always thought, where everybody else is the problem and they are never the problem. This is a thing that you need to also be aware of for yourself. 
Because I think that people can become narcissistic, right? You don't want to become a narcissist. You don't want to become like the narcissist because that's going to start destroying your life. And that's my concern for people who, um, who are refusing to see that there's anything in their own life, in their own character, that they need, need to change. And here are, the, here are two main things that drives the narcissist to continue to be a narcissist. And these two things can be adopted by us, and then we become like the narcissist, whether we like it or not. We become narcissistic, where we're the ones hurting other people and covering up and all that. And let me explain to you. these The two things, I'll go with the first one, um, is jealousy. All right? Jealousy will rot you, will rot, has rotted the narcissist. When the narcissist looks around and they feel challenged just because somebody else did something better than them, just because somebody made more money than them, just because somebody has a more successful life than them, right? They are jealous and they act on it and they allow the jealousy to keep growing. They start attacking this person behind their back um, and trying to get others to, to hate this person. Um, this jealousy is something that also turns normal people into a basket case, all right? This jealousy, when this is why I do this channel. When you see yourself allowing jealousy to take over your emotions and your mind and your life, when you do that, you're going to destroy everything around you, including your own life. And that's why I want to let you know that it's a good thing when you introspect. It's a good thing when you see that you've made some mistakes. Because if you refuse to see the mistakes you've made, um, if you refuse to acknowledge that you're jealous, how are you going to fix that, right? You're just going to be like the narcissist who convinces themselves that they're not jealous. It's just that the other person really is a horrible person. That's it, right? And that the other person deserves being smeared and gossiped about and undercut. Um, they're not going to admit it's because of jealousy. But once you realize that maybe you're... And I, here's the deal, you guys. I think all of us have experienced this or most of us, let's say that, because there have been so many people who've come onto this channel, commented, saying how jealous they are of the new supply, all right? That's jealousy, the kind of jealousy that will rot your bones, and you need to get over that. That's why it's really important to wake up, first of all, to see there's nothing really to be jealous of. Betty Broderick was hugely jealous of the new supply, well, she had a right because she was still married and the new supply moved in as a mistress, right, into her husband's life. And he, of course, denied it, um, which is a form of gaslighting. And so I do understand those who support Betty in saying that he drove her crazy. Now, here's a difference between driving someone crazy. They snap for a moment, right? And they do something very regrettable. I get that, right? A crime of passion. But... After that crime of passion, 
after getting some distance, and it may even take a few years for them to get some distance from that emotional trauma, they will start to see that they went over the line. They went too far, right? That their action, their criminal action was too big and too much. Um, but narcissists do not ever come to that conclusion. True narcissists never come to that conclusion. They drive themselves, in, and maybe they've always been psychopathic, right? These particular ones, um, where they want to get their way. They act as if, if I put in some, some effort, I need to get some results. Not, they never realize that sometimes people put in effort and it comes to nothing. Like sometimes that happens. That's part of life. Not everything you touch is going to turn to gold. And there are going to be times where you did everything right, but it, it didn't work out. Okay, you did everything by the book, you did everything right, you made sacrifices, and the relationship still didn't work out. And narcissists cannot accept that because to them it's not fair, right? It's not fair that it didn't work out. Things have to be fair for them. And they don't realize that their description or their definition of fair is actually very slanted towards them. Because to them, they should be able to cheat if they think that it's just bending the rules a little bit so that they can win. But if somebody else bends the rules a little bit, in their eyes, that's absolutely cheating. Like the other people cannot do exactly what they just did. Um, or if people do something similar to what they just did, they're going to disqualify it because it's slightly different than what they actually did. So... Narcissists cannot see that that they could be wrong. They just can't see it. But narcissistic people will stop. And especially once they are able to revisit something from afar, from years ago. Uh, the, and with some counseling, they'll be able to, mani not manipulate, but to, to navigate through their past. And see it from a different perspective. Maybe see it from a wider angle, right? From the counselor's perspective. From maybe other relatives' perspectives. And they'll be able to see like, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I was responsible for something that happened there. Maybe I made it worse, right? Um, there, Or maybe I went over the line, right? They're going to be able to see that. And those people are just, I believe, narcissistic. Now, there's also a time where they can see that they did something wrong, but they don't care. They don't care because they feel like, well, it was in the heat of the moment and therefore justified. Um, the other person deserved it. Um, even though there are moments that they look back and they have what looks like regret, but they don't acknowledge that what they did is not acceptable under any circumstances like not acceptable taking somebody else's life because you were emotionally injured not acceptable i'm sorry you know that there are going to be some people out there who are going to be very upset about that statement because they want to believe that if somebody hurt them that they have a right then to go after that person and take their life that, that's total BS, you guys, all right? That is total BS. Do not become like that. 
live and let live. Like get as far away from the narcissist as you can. And if you can take them to court and end the the behavior, the illegal behavior of the narcissist or get some compensation for what the narcissist did, go for it. Like if you have the evidence, if you know that the narcissist has done wrong, like Obi in your case, then do it. Absolutely. Um, what you have to be careful of is not to become like the narcissist with jealousy. Okay. It takes a grip on them to the point and keeps them in a delusion that everybody else is, um, is making their life worse by simply being better, like by simply having a better life. They have to stop looking sideways, side to side. It's, it's, what is that? Um, competing with the Joneses, right? Living up, I forget how it goes. Keeping up with the Joneses is what the mantra, you know, the, the <clears throat> saying used to be. You have to stop that. It will destroy you. But here's the second thing that narcissists do that could also make us susceptible to become narcissistic. Hate. Hate, you guys. So narcissists hate. They do. They hate other people deeply um, to the point of death, right? They, they, they see things in a way where they are the victim. And I'm not saying like, you know, you'll never experience hate in your heart. Okay, we all will because we're all human. But narcissists take it to a level where they become obsessed with it. They're obsessed with it. And no matter what the other person does that they hate, um, they, they will not change their perspective on that person. There is no forgiveness when it comes from narcissists. Or, or when, you're in, when the person is a narcissist, there will be no forgiveness. And they'll carry this hate, this, this version of the story, all the way through their life and hurt and destroy themselves. You don't want to do that. You don't want to carry hate in your heart for the rest of your life. It will destroy you. Now, there are people who will carry it for a while and become narcissistic. Not a narcissist, a full-blown narcissist, but they carry this hate because they were so injured. And I understand that. The the good news for us is that we can handle that. We can change that. We can acknowledge that we don't want this hate to control us. So, you guys, the difference between us and a narcissist is that the narcissist will cling to the hate, make it a part of their identity, um, <clears throat> make it a part of their mission in life to destroy the people that they hate to take advantage of the people that they hate, right? Uh, there's also sometimes, though, that that hate ebbs and flows for them. They'll see a person as useful, and then suddenly they don't seem to be as hateful towards the person they just told you, you know, last week how much they hated this person. And then the next week or next month, you see them out together, and you're like, what the heck? Uh they see some use for that person or they're so jealous of that person. They want to be a part of that person's life. And so they're fine bashing that person and hurting that person's reputation. 
But then when that person gives them some attention or brings them into the fold, they're happy to come into the fold. So they're, you know, right there, <clears throat> you should be able to see a manipulator. You should be able to see that this person is not someone you want to trust or share any intimate details of your life with because they will, they're not trustworthy. They're users and they're manipulators. So be very careful of that. All right. Well, you guys, we have covered quite a lot about <clears throat> whether narcissists can change and that there are two core things about narcissists, their character that keeps them a narcissist, hate and jealousy. And we do not want to take on those characteristics, right? Or keep them, even if we have them for a bit, recognize it. That's why Betty Broderick has never changed. She continues to hate and be jealous. And, and it's gotten to the point where she'll say the right things. If you've seen her later interviews, it looks like she's saying, okay, I know what I did was wrong. But then she qualifies it with, but what else was I supposed to do? Like, um, you could have gotten some, you know, some help. And not just that, she hasn't acknowledged that there were people around her who loved her, who tried to help her, and she still can't see that. So you guys, be very careful about how much hate and jealousy has taken over your world and your life that you cannot see the good that's in your life. The people who do care about you, who the people who, who want to help you, who want to be there for you and help walk you through the hard parts of your life. Now, hate and jealousy kind of scares them away and, and just repels those you love. It takes an incredible amount of energy and sacrifice to be with a narcissist because they will insist that you give up everything and ignore reality and take their side with no questions asked. That, that's insanity to me, you guys. It's absolute insanity. And what's even more insane is there are some people willing to do that. There are some people who are narcissistic, okay, who are willing to do that. All right. Let me see. Yeah. Obi says, two wrongs don't make a right. Granted, it helps you feel better at the end of the day, but it's not worth it. Um, yes. Yes, Obi. When you understand a narc, you can't help but laugh at their actions. Exactly. Once you start to see the narcissist for who they really are, that you have nothing really to be jealous of, that you really don't even need to hate them, then you realize what a miserable disaster they are. And even, you know, in the Bible, it says that God brings rain onto the good and the evil, meaning like he'll allow your crops, both crops to grow, right? He'll bring blessings onto both um, because in this world, he blesses both. And you look around and not that um, he's encouraging the evil, it's just that he set up the system, right? In a way, and this is life, you guys, in a way that you see good things happen for bad people. And you're like, how? How does this happen? Because there are so many more things in motion that we can't see, right? That we're not a part of. 
we're only a part of what's in our world, in our circle of influence. And when we see somebody else who's a total criminal, narcissistic, genocidal jerk, getting away with it, getting a, a crazy book deal, right? Or, or an Emmy, let's say that, winning that. Um, and the world's not waking up to it. Now, the victims of that person are looking at that and are so discouraged and so crushed because they expect that evil should be immediately shut down, right? Evil cannot be successful. Evil cannot be blessed. And here's the deal. What do you think the saying is when they say you sell your soul to the devil, right? There are people who've sold their soul to the devil, let's say, and they've made concessions in their life and they've made, um, they've, they've bent their morals in order to achieve success. They've hurt people along the way in order to have success. So from the outside, when you're not aware of the victims in their wake and you just see that they're successful and you're thinking, what the heck? And then you see their fan club, right? Surrounding them and praising them. And you're like, how is this fair? Well, it's not. It's not fair. It's just that in this life, they're going to receive cheaters actually win, <laughs> by the way. You know, they're going to receive some success. And they may even receive a lot of success, maybe even a lifetime of success because they cheat. Here's the deal. We may not see justice served to these people before they pass away, before they die, right? Um, but I believe that there is justice afterlife. So anyway, you know, and if there isn't, they would have, will have just simply lived a life full of hate and jealousy and evil. Um, they may have been financially successful and even had a fan club, but all these people are so lonely. That's, that's one thing that I noticed um, from interviews of some of these successful, and I put that in quotes, uh, people. They're successful on the outside, on in the material things, right? But when they're interviewed, you hear how lonely they are. They're addicted to drugs. They have to escape uh, reality. They they're being manipulated themselves in order for them to have success, right? Because they've sold their souls. They're being told and controlled by others. They're not happy. They simply are not happy. There's nothing really to be jealous of. If you're jealous simply of uh, what they've accrued materially, don't be. You don't need to be jealous of that because it is a horrible, ugly existence. There's no need to be jealous of a horrible, ugly existence, even if it's surrounded by chandeliers and marble and crystal, right? Uh, that is nothing to be jealous of. Well, let me see. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Abby says um, cleansing. Oh, I forgot what I said when you were writing that. But yeah, um, says, I think my narc sold her soul. Yeah. And is there any way I can email you and share a little info with you you might find enjoyable? Okay, yes, you can email me, you guys. 
at escapefromcrazytown at gmail.com. Sorry, not .com, sorry. Yeah, at gmail.com, that's how it goes. So that's my email. If you do want to not write something in public here in the comments and you want to write to me personally, privately, uh, escapefromcrazytown at gmail.com. Oh, Obi says the rain is cleansing. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for putting in all these comments, Opie. I know that I've lost a lot of viewers when I was sick for a month. Um, oh. Wow. I'm just reading your comments here. Yeah. Yeah. Obi, thank you for admitting that, right? Um, and I think a lot of us have discovered this. I don't know if you guys realize this. I've seen it in my own life when um, I've helped others who are being bullied, uh, children who are being bullied. Um, this is bizarre, but those who have been bullied will bully. Not all the time, right? Not all the time, obviously. If the person who's been bullied is getting some support from their family, some understanding from their parent, maybe their siblings, they do not turn out to be a bully themselves. But I've noticed some people who were being bullied and they turned around. And even though there were other classmates who were supportive of them and tried to help them and stand up for them, they actually turn around and target those very classmates that were trying to help them. They wanna see if they can exert some, some power over those they see now as weaker because the, they consider it's weak. It's such a mental, crazy, snarled up ball of whatever you wanna call it. But we have to, we have to stop the kind of bullying or we, People who are being bullied, they need real support. They need support from their own families. And even when, like they just need, and, and they need maybe if their family is good at counseling, which I think in my case, I was able to help people that I've seen getting bullied and I was able to redirect them and their perspective and not become have them, help them not become angry and turn that anger, again, right, into hate. And once, once someone who's been bullied turns that anger into hate, they start to become a bully themselves. They start to hate others around them. Even people who've helped them, they will hate because they see those people as weak. It's very psychologically messy, you guys. So it... You know, in this world that we are in right now, we're watching people go crazy with hate. And we have to stop that. We have to not respond with hate. And this is what I love about Jesus' teaching, you guys, is that he, if you know the Bible at all. Now, I don't know how to explain the Old Testament to you in the next nine minutes, so I'm not going to do that. But when Jesus came, 
he says to not respond to hate with hate because that is not going to change the person. The way you respond to somebody who's hateful is, yeah, you have to stand your ground. You don't, you want to have strong boundaries and consequences for their behavior, but you don't want to respond to them the same way that they're behaving with you. That just makes you like them, right? It makes you become like them. And not only that, but then challenges them to up the game because they have to win. That's what narcissists are like. So interestingly enough, you can get people to change with not letting them get away and having them reap the consequences of their behavior. But you don't have to be the one that treats them exactly the same way they treated you. Anyway, I don't know how I'm going to get into that at this point, but I'm trying to wrap things up. I just wanted to share with you, and thank you for pointing that out. Dee Scott, good to see you, says, people are still here. Oh, thanks. Well, some. Glad you are better. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's a good point. Oh, wow. That's an interesting way to see it, Obi. I like that. Yeah. Well, you guys, we are near the end of our hour, and I want to wrap this up. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope that this has helped you. And I'm going to make a more concise video, a recap of the happy crappy hour if you just want to hit the highlights of today's uh, live stream. But a lot of times in the highlights, I will have thought of something else I wanted to share that didn't happen in the live stream. So I do encourage you to watch the highlights one, the recap, happy crappy recap, because occasionally I'll throw in an extra story or a different story or a different point. All right, you guys, I hope that this has helped you to see that narcissists don't actually change. But narcissistic people, people who've taken on the narcissist uh, behavior or characteristics, they can change. And as you watch them, you see the change year after year or month after month. You see them progressing in the, that change. Narcissists, however, may seem like they're changing at first or maybe for a little bit of time but then they regress. They'll go right back to the way they were. And then when they go back, they're even worse. They, they refuse at this point then to ever change. So there's your difference between a narcissist and a narcissistic person. Hope that helps you guys. And I, oh, I want to ask you guys if you would watch a commercial once in a while. That really helps me, even though I don't have a ton of views at this point. Um, maybe share my video. Also, if you would um, share my website or channel name out there somewhere, hopefully people will start coming and we should have a really robust conversation about this. This is why I have the live streams so that you can, can, can discuss with each other, but also I can inter, interact with you and answer hopefully some questions. So you guys, Watch a video once in a while, I mean a commercial once in a while, give me a thumbs up, make a comment in the comment section, share the video, I would really appreciate it. Oh, Clifford, good to see you, thank you so much, I appreciate that. And you guys, have a great week, you can always contact me in the comments uh, section of the latest video, I usually check those through the week to try to answer people. The older videos, <clears throat> sometimes I'm alerted that to the 
that people are commenting on the older videos. Sometimes I'm not. So it's a little harder to get me to comment on the older videos, let's just say that, or respond to those. So if you want have a question or want an answer to something, go ahead and write a comment. In the newer video, I do check that through the week so that I can respond to you. Um, and another way to contact me if you don't want to share things publicly is through my email, which is escapefromcrazytown at gmail.com. Um, that might take a little longer because I don't always have the time to check email, but I will. All right, you guys. I hope you have a great week. Remember to do a little introspection. You don't want to destroy your life the way narcissists have destroyed their life. The good news is you have control over your own life. You get to choose your behavior. You get to choose your next move, right? Um, oh my gosh, there's a, uh, this is kind of late, but I'll, I'll, uh, I'll include it in the recap, you guys. Okay, I'll include this part in the recap. I will see you later. Have a great week and I will see you or I'll be praying for you. All right. Blessings to you guys.